0: So here's something that Seahawks fans are going to absolutely love. ESPN have put this thing out. It's called FPI. I don't know what that stands for, but it is basically predicting what is going to happen between now and the end of the season. And they have come up with a predicted draft order. And let's have a look at it. Matt Miller has tweeted this out. And as you can see, he's got the Houston Texans number one overall. Not a big surprise there. Carolina Panthers are number two overall. No big surprise there. look at that number three is the seahawks courtesy of russell wilson and the denver broncos the seahawks having the number three overall pick wow that is amazing that the seahawks are in contention to make the playoffs in the nfc and according to espn they may even have the number three overall pick as well and who would have thought that you know when the season was starting a lot of people expected the denver broncos were going to be a super bowl contender that at the very least they were going to be a playoff team they've got this great defense and the defense has performed well they are the number four overall defense according to dvoa that's a very strong unit and everybody expected russell wilson with that running game and those weapons and a good O line we're going to tip them over the top and they were going to be a big contender even in a loaded afc west but it has just not happened the offense has been dreadful they've had a whole bunch of injuries they've got even more I think jerry judy's the latest player to go on ir they're a mess and there's all sorts going on now. They've traded Bradley Chubb because they just need to get some stock back for the draft next year because they understand that they're not close to winning the Super Bowl. You've got Tyler Columbus going on the radio and telling everybody that Russell Wilson's getting his audibles wrong, that he's saying the Seahawks audibles instead of the Denver Broncos ones and nobody on the offense has got a clue what he's talking about. And there's this amazing statistic that says that if they had just scored 18 points, 18 points in every single one of their games so far, they would have an 8-1 and one record. 8-1! They'd be one of the top teams in the NFL, and all they have to do is score just under 20 points a game. It's staggering how shocking and bad the Broncos have been since this Russell Wilson trade. And we were kind of thinking, hey, maybe the Seahawks will get the number three overall pick, because they won't be very good. It's, it's the completely the other way around. The Seahawks are the team in contention for the playoffs, And here we are, ESPN is saying that the Denver Broncos might be giving the Seahawks the number three overall pick. So what does that mean for the Seahawks? Well, it's great for a couple of reasons. The first one being security at quarterback. I had a chance to speak to Pete Carroll in the press conference after the Munich game, and I asked him a question about the future of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Here's what he had to say. There was a report earlier today about your eagerness to keep the two quarterbacks, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Is there a possibility that those talks with those two players could begin before the end of the season? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I don't know. Really <laughs> that's a good. really good question. Um, I, we're, not, we're not there talking about that yet. You know, we're in the middle of the season and we're doing the things we need to do. But, we, but there's a conversation that's coming. We, we understand that. We're really, really pleased with our guys. I think they've done a great job. Gino's having a fantastic season and showed it again tonight. Um, and uh, we really like Drew also. So we'll see how that goes but um, I can have anything up updates for you So, you know, non-committal. Pete Carroll was never going to say anything that was a huge revelation in that as an answer to that question. That was not going to happen. But I think you can detect from his tone there and his admittance that, hey, that conversation is coming with those two guys and how much he wants to keep them that they fully intend to keep both Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And who knows? You know, Geno Smith could be the starter for the two or three years, maybe even longer. Who knows? And maybe Drew Locke could be... The guy who gets the torch passed to him whenever it is that Geno Smith is no longer the starter. And why not? Who would blame Pete Cowell and John Schneider and the Seahawks fan base for thinking this is a possibility now? Geno Smith was a second-round pick. He had to buy his time. He had to take his lumps. He's had to learn. And now look at him. Drew Locke is a former second-round pick. Drew Locke has all of the traits like Geno Smith to be a very, very good quarterback in this league. And maybe he just needs that bit of time, that right bit of guidance and trust as well to take the kind of step that Geno Smith has. Maybe he could be the option for the Seahawks down the line. So I think they're going to try and re-sign both. I know they're going to try and re-sign both because Carroll said so. And I think that there's a decent chance that both will be back next year short of an incredible offer to Geno Smith, which I don't think he's going to get an incredible offer. I think he'll get good offers, but not too much that the Seahawks can't keep him. And I think they're going to do all they can to, to keep Drew Locke as well. So I think both players are going to be back. But if that's not the case, then they're going to be in a great position to, if they have the number three overall pick, go and draft one of the the top quarterbacks in a good quarterback draft. You know, I think there's four guys who deserve to be considered in the top 10. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. All very good options at the top of round one. So you've got a contingency plan there if you can't keep Geno Smith or if you want to add a young quarterback even to develop under him if Drew Locke moves on. So you've got some options there. The other thing, though, and I think a lot of fans are going to be leaning more towards this, is that if you want to go for it in 2023, what an opportunity to get an impact defensive lineman. And, you know, I see a lot of people talking about the Brian Brassees and the Miles Murphys and people like that in the top 10. You know, I think there's a lot of question marks there. You know, I think Miles Murphy's is a bit of a pussycat in the running game. Um, And I think that Brian Brissett is yet to show us what he's truly capable of. And that makes me a little bit suspicious about taking him very, very early. Good players, but not quite as good as maybe some of the people in the media are telling you. There are two guys that are really worth having at the very top of round one. One's Will Anderson, who's had a bit of a disappointing 2022 season, but he was unstoppable last year. I think he should have won the Heisman a year ago. There's there's a lot of potential there. You can justify taking him third overall. And the other one is Jalen Carter, who has been amazing in the last fortnight. His last two games for Georgia since coming back from injury, he's been unblockable. And he's exactly the kind of player the Seahawks need. A defensive tackle who can F plays up. That is exactly what the Seahawks need, and that is what he is. If you have the number three overall pick, you are getting one of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. They might both be there for you. If it if falls like this, and the Texans and the Panthers are picking number one and number two, they may take quarterbacks one and two, and then you will have your pick of either of those guys, which would be an incredible situation for the Seahawks. And just imagine what that would do to the defense as well. And then you would have your own pick in round one, Denver's pick in round two, and if it's Hey, if they're picking three overall here, then you're getting a very high pick in round two as well. That's almost like a first round pick as well. And then you've got your own pick and then you've got your pick in round three. It'd be a huge opportunity for the Seahawks to make a massive step forward into 2023 and become a really strong contender in the NFC. So it's all really exciting. And listen, I really, really hope that Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos are going to gift the Seattle Seahawks, the number three overall pick. And this is very exciting. And when I saw this tweet, I got excited. I bet when you saw it, you got excited. It's a wonderful thought. But here's the thing. For this to happen, the Broncos are going to have to win one of the last eight games. And I just don't really see that happening. They, I just can't see them going one and seven. They've got to play teams like the Cardinals, the Rams who are struggling. They've got to play the Panthers. You know, they've got to play teams that are, that are not very, very good. And, and I see them, they've got to play the Raiders next. You know, I, I see them at the very least winning a couple of games, if not three. Last year, the Panthers had the number six overall pick when they finished 5-12. and 12. The Giants, courtesy of the Chicago Bears, owned the number seven pick after the Bears finished 6-11. and 11. So, I, you know, I think that that's where the Broncos are going to finish and that's what the Seahawks are going to end up with, probably the six or the seven overall pick. That might still be enough to get at someone like Jalen Carter. We'll see as this draft process goes along. Houston had to go four and thirteen to get the number three overall pick, and the Jets and number four were also four and thirteen. I'm just not sure. You know, with the Broncos having the number four uh, overall defense according to DVOA, because they are going to keep these games tight. I'm just not sure that they're going to go one and seven to finish this season, even if they just beat the Cardinals, even if. You know, to go with the Panthers or win one of these games against the Raiders or the Chargers or they beat the Rams given the way that the Rams are playing. I just see them somehow, even if it's nothing to do with Russ and it's all to do with Patrick Satan and the rest of those guys on defence, I just see them finding a way to win a couple of games and therefore the Seahawks are not going to end up with the number three overall pick. But whether it's all of the chaos that's going on, there's got to be people in that Denver locker room who are saying, Listen, you only need to get 18 points for us to win games because of our defense. And they're paying you $250 million and they've traded everything for you. What are you gonna when are you gonna step up to the plate? When are you gonna do something to help us out? And I bet that's a sentiment in that locker room. And the longer that this goes on where the offense just isn't working and Russ isn't playing very well, that sentiment's gonna grow. And Bradley Chubb isn't there and all this other stuff, and the injuries, you could make a compelling case for saying, yes, the the Broncos are going to give the Seahawks the number three overall pick. I am not going to get my hopes up just yet. But it's a great tweet to look at, isn't it? It's a great thought to have, and I would love it. It would be one of the best passes that Russell Wilson has thrown with one of the tightest spirals in his career if he was to throw the Seahawks the number three overall pick in the 2023 draft. Because I tell you now, that would set the Seahawks up for a great season next year. If they could get some depth in there, get a big-name defensive lineman at the top, or even set themselves up for the future with one of these great young quarterbacks, that would be a big deal for the Seahawks. So, Denver, you've done it again. Thanks a lot for Earl Thomas in 2010, and maybe you're going to give us Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, one of these young quarterbacks, in the 2023 draft as well. Keep up the good work. We'll send you some flowers.